You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. Today's artist in excess. Now, somewhere on the fringe of Los Angeles, California, in a music studio, in a home, is your hosts, Rob Heitman and Jacob Newkirk. Hey, everybody, how are you today? I love that intro in a home. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're here to talk to you today about NXS. It should be fun. I uh, mm. just want to say I'm Rob Heitman. And I'm Jake Newkirk. All right. And uh, just a real shout out to Jason Weck and Alex, how do you say his last name? Hennen. Hennen. Okay. It Good. means that many chickens in German. I doesn't think. mean many chickens? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they were a little bit active on the Facebook page, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. This is like a kind of a crazy band. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened with them. They went through ups and downs and sideways and mm. left turns. And not an obvious uh, band you would think we would like looking at us, probably. That's probably true. Yeah. But but you. But it's one of my favorites. You'd be wrong because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, Jake, tell me how you first learned about the I and the Inks people. NXS, yeah. Um, probably like a lot of people from this generation was uh, Need You Tonight was like the big hit on the radio. It was everywhere. Um, I was like, oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I heard that one, and as a kid. It stood out, and it's just one of those ones ingrained in your mind. And you know, my mom listened to it all the time. It was just on the radio, unavoidable. But it was it had that pop sensibility, real catchy. Um, and then I, I ended up stealing a lot of my mom's tapes when I was younger. And I remember stealing that one. That one, one was like a kick album. I just played over and over. I stole her Escape Club. Remember that band? Escape Club, oh, um, Billy Idol. So I was just kind of absorbed in all that stuff. But that was one of my favorite. It's played out over and over. Kenny G. <laughs> I didn't see that one John in the Tash, stack. Yeah, I know, I got it. <laughs> no, but yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, like I started. It was kind of weird because I was, I, I was so eclectic in my music growing up. I mean, I had groups of friends that were like into the Doors and some classical stuff. Then I had a big bunch of my friends who were like Ozzy and White Snake and all of that. Then I had this one guy, uh, Steve Hahn, who was just a friend of mine, who was my only friend who was into like. The New Age stuff. Oh, yeah. He turned me on in excess. He turned me on uh, uh, like Peter Gabriel and mm, yeah. a lot of people like that. He kind of brought me in and I loved Kick. Yeah. He gave me a mixtape so I had some stuff off of Listen Like Thieves mm. and even probably some uh, Shabu Shaba and all, all that stuff. <laughs> so I had a little flavor of that but I owned on cassette Kick and that I think is just probably one of the better albums that I've it's just it's fantastic. Hmm. And I think I got X2, and then I kind of deviated back one. to whatever I was doing otherwise. Yeah, I mean, most people would argue Kick was like the, the peak, the pinnacle of their career. It's one of those ones you put the whole album in start to finish. It's just, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's, actually, I don't like one song on there, but I'll, I'll get to that. <laughs> there's only one song on that album I don't like. Other than that, yeah, the album's awesome, mm -hmm. and... It's kind of interesting to think of what it's like for a band, you know, on their, what, sixth album? And really fourth oh, yeah. real album. They did two in Australia. Mm -hmm. to, to hit the pinnacle, and then they're still touring. And then as they're touring, Soundgarden hits, and Nirvana hits, and Pearl Jam hits. Yeah. And they're still playing the 80s stuff. Yeah. And, and there was some, like, kind of feel once you move from a decade to decade. It doesn't matter why, but... The music changes because it's like, oh, that's last decade, mm -hmm. and having to continue to play. They made a couple good songs on on the next couple albums, 
and they did well, and then they did that full stop, and which is where I came back to NXS. I was watching, just like everybody, my wife was pulling me in. She said, we have to watch Idol, so I'm watching Idol painfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Bee Gees Night, yay, <laughs> or Disco Night, or Country Night, whatever. It was so kind of cheese. And then they came out with this new thing on CBS, I think. It was Rockstar NXS. I was like, oh, NXS, I remember. I like those guys. And I started watching it, and it was really cool. You know, Dave Navarro was there. They were actually yeah. band up there playing. They were right. playing rock music. Here's just a couple of bands that they played. Queen, Pink Floyd, Radiohead, Stone Temple Pilots, Black Sabbath, Live, Foo Fighters, sorry, and Rolling Stones. You know, and they played a lot more than that. And it was just all rock songs. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got sucked in. If I'm going to sit here and watch one of these music shows, they had like people writing songs. They had people performing songs. They they wrote and uh the guy who won uh jd mm. who ended up doing switch with in excess he wrote a song on the show that he performed and they took it with and and i think they they got kind of caught up with the cbs and then after in excess left they tried to do that supernova thing oh yeah that was the next like, yeah with like jason season. newstead who was in it uh that's right wow yeah it was gilby clark jason newstead and tommy lee oh i forgot yeah and it was it was well, it was kind of fun to watch a little bit. Yeah, but, conceptually, it sounds like it would be a cool idea. But it but, but they were all involved with like seven different bands, so yeah. it, it really did yeah. never kind of hit. But anyway, that kind of brought me back in, and I was like, oh, I kept sitting there. I'm like, oh, they sung that song. Oh, they sung that song. Because yeah. each week, they, the losers had to sing in excess songs. Uh, I don't know why that's the way it is, but <laughs> I guess <laughs> you know whatever. And, but I was like, oh, they, that. So I started really getting into it. And then I got into their whole back catalog. And I was a huge NXS fan for a little bit. I actually got tickets to see them uh, at Carnegie Hall. Wow. Uh, but they canceled the show. And I think it was JD, oh. the guy who won, had a little poke. Oh, so issue. it was around when he, when yeah. he was singing. Well, it was after, or either that, or they, they couldn't sell the tickets they wanted to. I don't know. Wow. That, uh, I was pretty disappointed. I actually had front row seats. So, and I couldn't go. So, NXS, you owe me front row seats. Yeah. I'm sure it's much easier now. But, Don't hold your breath. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and they're not performing anymore, so it's going to be hard. <laughs> so, that got me in, and even even the Switch, too, which was their their JD album. Yeah, I still haven't uh, listened to that one. I, know, oh, I wanted to before all this, but I didn't get to it. No, I, but I, I, I'm, I'm I get going it. to. I'm interested. I get it. I mean, you know, after they went through what they did with Michael and when he committed suicide or accidentally committed suicide or there's all stories either way and i'll never know it's between him and god i guess mm. it was kind of sad with all of his family and dealing the stuff with Galgoff and yeah all that stuff he was dealing with yeah going through this stuff again uh he is so good <laughs> it's so good yeah oh, i know so that's where we are uh we're doing an Australian band today, so Jake brought us a beer. <laughs> what beer did you bring us, Jake? Yeah, I figured to keep with the theme of uh, my favorite uh, Australian export, we would do my favorite uh, Foster's beer. Although I don't think Australians think too much of it, but it's one of my favorites. These big oil can size ones. That... We have lager and ale, yeah, so we have two. We have a blue and a green. Yeah. So, thank you. Anybody who wants to suggest a beer next week, uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> and it's it tastes good. And contribute right. to uh, the beer fund. The beer fund, we'll, hey. We'll set up a GoFundMe or something. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Do we want to start talking about the first album at all? I mean, they were signed in, in Australia for like the first two albums. Yeah, right. That wasn't hugely popular, but because it was local. No, yeah. 
I mean, when you look at uh, the back catalog, they saw a couple songs. But. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't pick any, but it was kind of interesting because they it was the obvious new wave uh, scene that was happening there. It was a little bit of uh, that ska feel to some of those albums, too. I guess it was just what was going on in that, that, that sound, but... Honestly, I didn't pick anything from those first few albums. I didn't really either, but yeah. well, there was a one song on there that I think their first hit. I'll play a couple seconds of it just because it's kind of fun. It was their Just Keep Walking. This is how they got signed mm-hmm. yeah. in uh, Australia in the first place. So give it a couple seconds of that. But if you think about it, when they when they actually get to the ska part, they you know still had some melody and stuff. But it was really a different band at that point. They didn't yeah, have their co- complete there's sound. familiar moments you can tell it's that band, but yeah. it was still yeah, it had a long way to go. I'll give it just a couple more seconds. That song reminded me almost like a Devo. If Devo, yeah, did that's that. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of sounded like they should be wearing those hats. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, underneath the colors, I didn't have anything either. Uh, what do you think? No, follow was an okay song off that album, but it didn't make my list. Yeah, I had like two that I kind of liked: Horizons and Barbarian. Yeah, but so yeah, it wasn't. As I said, not, not enough. Yeah, not enough. Okay, Shabu Shaba. Um, no. Nothing for me. I mean, really? Are okay. you going to pick the one thing? I'm going to pick the okay. one thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been the one I would pick if I was. Would that pick be the one, one thing so. you would pick? <laughs> Is that correct? Ba-dum-tsh. Yeah, I. You know, that's their. That's what they broke, and that's and the that, first uh, U.S. hit, right? That, yeah, 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 yeah. So let's play a couple seconds of that. But it totally has that in excess sort of sound and. But you can kind of feel it, you know. And mm-hmm. It goes through. So that's the one thing, and that's on my list. Yeah, uh, I really drums. love that that whole like D to C sharp to E thing they do in the bit. In the beginning, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's kind of cool. And you know, then they did like that was like the first song that I thought that was really them. So yeah, I agree. That was kind of uh, I think the the first big like this is what we're going to sound like, and then they ran with this. And don't change was on that album too, and that one mm-hmm. I. I, I really rediscovered while watching the Rockstar show. Hmm. And one of them did it. I was like, oh, that's a good song. And they had the synth and the... Once again, they have those catchy choruses, those riff-driven sort of... Yeah. This goodness. band is like... When you talk about catchy and hooks, this really was like... <clears throat> they're the masters. Okay. We're down... We already went through three albums, everybody. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy I, to I, go through those Those ones. two. I think we're starting to get slower. Uh, how about the swing? Anything? Um, nothing that made my cut, but uh, if it would be, it would be Original Sin would probably be the only one off there. Yeah, you probably like that drum intro they have in that. Yeah, that's it's fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's also, that's kind of a, a good point about how they paired those, um, kind of those, like, the hybrid drumming with the roto-toms and then the, the electric triggers the pads it's like i think these are one of the this is one of the bands that kind of first was doing that and and uh, paving the way for that kind of had a talking head sort of feel for the original sound 
Mm. I don't know. It was just for me. Mm. Listen like thieves. Uh, okay, you can go first, or you want me? To, I'll take the I'll take the title track. It's on my list. Yeah, it's also on mine. Okay. Um, this is the first album where I felt like there was more than just one hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it had finally like the the pop smarts married with that more rock. It was less new wave, and I think that's what kind of finally jumped out to me. So there was there was two songs on here on this album that, that I like. But yeah, Listen Like Thieves was one of them. Yeah, it's like that, they had that big delay, kind of heavy sort of intro, and uh, then the chorus, it's good. The only thing I, I really didn't love the, the bridge on this one, but the exit from the bridge was really good. It's really an iconic uh, In Excess song. Mm-hmm. So let's try and fire that up. And Good I like tune. the chorus coming up, and I'm going to talk for a second, but, mm-hmm. you know, they still have that drive, they see that echoey thing I was telling you about in the beginning, mm-hmm. and it, it's got that sort of, yeah, that's good. The chorus just, like, oh, kills me. It's great. <laughs> Listen like thieves. Uh, what was the other song that you needed to put on this? Um, I hope you have it on yours because it's a good one to me. It's what you need. Oh, did you okay. pick it? Yes, I did. Okay, it's on good, as well. good, good. Yeah, it's it's on my, I have a feeling we're going to match a lot. On you this have one. to. I mean, that's it's this band. I know two songs like, we're not going to match on. Okay, for certain. We'll see. But yeah, it's got that kind of infectious, um, like dance groove makes you want to move. Um, driving bass tone is a cool sax part in there. And... I love that, like the drum stop. As weird, you know, it has that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and the vocals are great, and the power chords, and the sax solo, and yeah, sax is what it, sells it. It's sexy, <laughs> sexy. I'm sure that's never been said. And before. that's what I really loved about the band too. I mean, the side note, it's like the use of keys and horns, and it's just it. They had uh, so many multi instrumentalist kind of things going on. So this was so one of the important. bands that, as a guitar player. It wasn't a guitar-driven no. band. I mean, they have some cool... I like the fact that they actually have two parts for two guitarists. And yeah. They, they actually play two different... And riffs and things. Riffs that yeah. like build off of each but other. But space. They, but it's simple. It's nothing other. like... Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not Eddie Van Halen. Or right. Very just kind of rhythmic and yeah. doing a couple. So they're good. Let's hear it. Uh, all right. So Are what you, you need... It? Yeah. You, you think we should play it? I think we should. I want to hear it. That's awesome right there, right there. Dissonant guitar, awesome. And that bass tone. Gary Gary Beers. Yeah, he's the man. Which is a... I yeah. can't believe if if so, if, if I'm gonna name him a kid, you don't name him twice, twice with an extra R that. in the middle name. What what was that? Was that was that Catch Twenty Two? That book was it? Ro- uh, major Major Major, or something like that. <laughs> I think that was Catch Twenty Two. It was or it could have been Slaughterhouse Five. It was one of those. Um, Maybe one. it's pronounced Gary. Maybe it's Gary Gary. No, it's Gary Gary. Oh, is it? <laughs> I don't speak Australian. Gary Gary Beers, which is a great last name, and uh, but he's a fantastic bassist, and I think mm-hmm. he's a little underrated. Mm-hmm. And we'll just give it a little bit more of this. 
Because you got to hear Michael Hutchins here in the middle, and great. Okay, that's what you need. Yeah. If you and can see us right now, we're dancing right here. We are. You can't help but move. It's like, it's really good rock, funk, dance yeah. stuff. It's, it's infectious. It's, they had a way of like pairing that the rock and the dance beats together with like slick production, smooth, bluesy vocals. and uh, his, yeah, it, I, I, Just Michael Hutchins, just for a quick second. Just... I don't think in excess we'd even be talking about in excess if Michael Hutchins no, absolutely. wasn't their singer. Yeah. They didn't find him in that garage one day and singing, if you believe, the, the miniseries, <laughs> which is always funny. Uh, okay, anything else on Listen Like Thieves? No. Okay. No, uh, the only other two songs I think I just want to talk about briefly, I'm not going to play anything by it. Yeah, I have two more that didn't make it, so let's see if ours are the same. Oh, okay, I have, I'll, pick, I'll go first yeah. this time. Uh, this time, uh, it's, it was almost sounded like a stone song oh, and man. the way I heard it, this time will be the ever, the last time we ever fight like this. And it's like, I, I didn't love the synth tone, but the chorus was really good in it. And, uh, it was good. And I think the synth tone really was what made it not on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of cool. So was that on your list or no? No. Okay. Was that on your, <laughs> not on your list list? <laughs> It was on my consider it for one from this album, but nope. No. Okay. Yeah. So what was what's? Um, I had kiss the dirt and shine like it does were the two that didn't make it from this album. Okay. <clears throat> Anything you want to say about those or no? No. Okay. That's why they didn't make it. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. I had the one by uh, one by one, which oh, was yeah. a really an R and B sort of feel yeah, for them. Yeah. And I kind of liked it. I once again got the sax going on. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear that song, I like it more. Yeah, but when it's like it comes the first on, time, first like, time yeah. I'm like, first time I listen to it, I'm like, eh. second time, mm. right? Third time, wow, that's good. Kind of grows <laughs> on you. And sometimes those are the best ones that you don't like off the bat, but it grows on you and it ends yeah. up being your favorites. Okay, uh, there was the next album they had was, uh, was moderately popular. <laughs> it was called Kick, mm-hmm. which is bizarre to me that like a lot of the record execs didn't actually like it beforehand. Yeah, and it was that's like, true. This is like the mega album that. Yeah. Had. I mean, this is this is it. This is the the summit right here for yep. for next. So many singles off this one. And I could have went. <clears throat> I mean, when I was doing my list, I could have went eight, and I didn't. <laughs> but there was, yeah. you, you could just go like, just buy kick. I just counted done. nine, and yeah, and I, I have seven. You're seven, okay. <laughs> yeah, I went. I I dropped it down to four. I I. I really tried not to yeah, just mine's make, it, make kick it loaded kick on loaded. my end. Okay. <laughs> uh, the forces is already starting to kick in, everybody, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's start with um, number one. You want to start from the top, or you... yeah? I mean, that's well. I worked my way down. I don't know if my number one is your number one, though. Okay, I'll just go with uh, one that should be probably on your list, which is New Sensation. Oh yeah, that's on there. Yeah, it, it's it's the intro. It's just them, you know? Yeah, yeah. great energy. Right after you can't that. fight that groove. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the top three songs of In Excess. Yeah. 
Perfect. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think we need to play more yeah, than that. I don't care who you one. are. You're going to love that song. It's so good. I mean, it's, and it's all simple. It's, which yeah. blows me away. The drums necessarily and the bass are not necessarily simple, but the guitars, but they're specific and they're really good at what they're doing. Mm. All right. Um, Devil Inside. Yep. Got it. One. Yeah. Um, simple riff. Like we keep talking about, there's mm-hmm. nothing like elaborate with it, but it's just super catchy. And he reminded me so much of Morrison on that album, on that on that song, mm. uh, like more than almost any other tune that he's done. Maybe not any, but Devil Inside. Sorry, yeah, this riff it's simple, but I mean, it's when you pick up a guitar, you kind of want to play this. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Mm. Yeah. And you get to laugh a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's pause because we just kind of got the ha-ha-ha. The intro, and, yeah. But it's, they're really cool about even doing that. And yeah, I guess that, that was Andrew, right? Andrew's doing most of the music and they just handed it off Fairs, to Michael yeah. pretty much, right? I think he, him and uh, Michael, were they would get together primarily and kind of write songs. But yeah, the other Ferris Especially on Kick. Were... I think Kick was almost all them. Oh, probably. I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because I think they had like handed off songs on the other ones. And the ones that tend to be most popular, I think they had written uh, uh, One Thing and uh, Listen Like Thieves and What You Need. Ended up being those two. Oh, okay. And so like, hey, the rest of you guys don't write songs. Yeah, let's see what we happens. We want to have a big <laughs> multi-hit album and let's do that. And look what happens. And yeah, and all the guys are awesome though. That's not sure. to say they're, yeah. they're not. Uh, but okay, let's give it a little bit more and let's get into some of those vocals that we were talking about before. And that riff. Yeah, here it comes. Who doesn't want to sound like that singing? I know. It's just... So it, smooth. It's crazy. I'm going to get it a little bit more because it's just so iconic. Uh, but you wonder why the women's, women just dug it. Okay. Anyway, Devil Inside. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's not satanic for those. <laughs> it's just about the, the struggles you deal with with your inner, inner self when you think about inside and you're doing something wrong and you know it's wrong but you do it anyway <laughs> so the next one let me go i'll say uh meet you tonight yeah that's on my list yeah yeah i mean it's like the, i think my comment on this i i, I write a couple of comments now yeah me this, too and i was like i said come over here don't 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 enough said you know what i mean it's just like it's it's so good and what do you got in Yeah, it, I was just thinking it's one of those songs that's so rich with like triggered drums and electric samples and stuff, but um, and, and another simple riff. But the verse is hooky catchy. too. I, yeah. It, it's, so it's just like hook after hook. And uh, I mean, there's no wonder it's probably the their biggest song ever. And, and it's kind of funny that a lot of that has come back over the recent couple of years, whether it's the 1975 or it's some other more mm. modern group, Arctic Monkeys and people like that. They all of a sudden this riff based songs yep and it's not riff like shred based it's yeah not riff. cramming notes into as many yeah it's just yeah. riff kind of driving the song oh, 
But yeah, that as you heard that the riff and the, the yeah. walk down and dun, 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 dun. yep, it's a it's dance just, beats it, it just, with it cool just rock. That main chord dun, 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 and yeah. then that walk down dun, 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 mm. on the on the high the high E. I'm sorry I had to cut it off at that point. <laughs> but that's the thing about this song is that the pre-chorus has its own kind of cool part with the its own riff, and then in the chorus, so it's like yeah, each part just yeah, it kind of pulls together. Good. And I'm gonna give it just a little bit more to catch catch the end over here. In case you never heard the it. slide over here part, yeah, it's so good. Now, it's kind of interesting. It ends with, you're one of my kind. I always remember it as, you're my kind. Even though it's, you're one of Without my the kind. One, that's how you sing it in your car. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. my kind. Yeah. You know, it's how I remember it. It's one of those, when you sing a song wrong. And, yeah, and that's And if right you heard way. me sing those notes, it was wrong to start with. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the one of my kind, like when I was watching... Uh, I guess whoever was singing it on the Rockstar show when I heard it the first time, uh. I said, he's singing it wrong. <laughs> Isn't that funny how you'll hear a lyric and be like, that's how it is. Yeah, and he was absolutely doing it correctly, mm-hmm. and I was not. Uh, let me just hit one more that's on mine, and then we'll let you run with your other three. <laughs> uh, Mystify is what mm. I have on there. Is that on yours? Yeah, it is. That's a special song. I'll tell you why after you. Okay. Uh, vocal performance on it. The chorus has the vocal hook, the piano, even the snaps, which is great because you don't have to hear those yeah. drummers. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but okay, go. go. This is a special song to you. So let's yeah, go. I mean, it's cool that the piano is driving it. I really like that part. But um, yeah, this one was the favorite of mine. I put it on a song for my wife, actually, on like a mixed CD a couple years ago. So it's, yeah, it's kind of one of our songs. So also, you successfully so. mystified her. Uh, yeah. She mystifies me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's hit it. It's, so it's interesting you say you put it on a mix for your wife. I, I don't know that there's any woman who was alive or is listening to NXS that doesn't like NXS. Yeah. Maybe That's there's some like like 80-year-old woman or something. But <laughs> And I apologize if you're listening. But our uh, 80-year-old woman fan base. Yeah, sorry, 80-year-old <laughs> woman fan base. They were all over Faith No More before. And uh, they are ready for NXS and they were shocked by that I had to call them out. I, I, I don't know one woman who doesn't. So good, yeah. yeah. Is she an excess fan too? Yeah, probably from my uh, nudging, but yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. All right, so I got my, those are my only four from Kick. Yeah, well, I have... Three, Kicking and Screaming. Three no, more no, from Kick from... No pun intended yeah. that I wanted to put on there, but I did not. Go ahead. Um, well, this might be on your cut list. And the only reason it's on there is because I can't listen to Need You Tonight without Mediate following it. Mediate, that was my last cut. Yeah. It was on there, and I'm like... 
Only that, because every time you heard it, at least when it came out, they came together. The music videos, if you watched MTV, it went right into the next one. It's almost like Zeppelin's uh, Livin' Lovin' Made and yeah. Heartbreaker. Like, they just, two songs that just happen, have to go together. Yeah, and they went in, and if you remember the video, they had, like, the cards, and they were just doing the... Yeah, song. I was gonna say, every the lyric, everything that rhymes with eight... And yeah, there's a, a cue cards, and he just kind of throws them aside in the lyrics. I love just... that. Yeah, mediate is amazing. So yeah, we're definitely gonna hear some of that. Good. So assuming I can open this up and get it, and mediate is awesome. I wish I put it online. See, the drums are just amazing at that part. Well, I wish you could it's play drums. It's basically playing the same thing. No, I know. As it's the last over and song, over so. again. There's nothing else in the song. But Michael Hutchins and, and uh, singing the song and a little bit of pad. Yeah, synth going on. A little yeah. synth pad and, and the drum trigger machine. drums, yeah. Yep. Actually, and machine noises. Let's just be fair. Oh, yeah. Machine it's noises. Industrial. Yeah. And that's Andrew, I'm sure. I just want to keep listening to it. It's one of those <laughs> songs that I'm, to your point, I, whenever that song's on, I listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes with... And I think that's the song. only song that has no real instrumentation besides a vocal and a static beat. There is a part, I think, towards the end where the vocal stops. Oh, yeah, yeah. They does a little sax thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, as far as guitar, mm-hmm. I don't think there's guitar in No, that. no, there isn't. Okay. So, Okay. The one that I took off at the last second that you kept on, Mediate. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, what else you got? Uh, two more. Um, Never Tear Us Apart was uh, one of my favorites. Synth Keys playing the strings on that on that thing. And then um, it's a cool 12-8 time signature, so uh, it has a good feel. But uh, yeah, one of my faves. Yeah, I kind of... I almost had this on more for a... Uh, they played this song... When Michael Hutchins' casket oh, left, I heard they left, his... left, the, left the church, it, it was that. I mean, the guitar chords are like, it's just tastefully played. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's just a, the, the lyrics of that song kind of yeah. pull you. Lyrics, if you think the of, tempo kind of sets the mood. And if you think of like an excess or you think of uh, Michael and his family or whoever you want to think of. Mm. Yeah, when you think of her, you and you know your old girlfriend or whatever, and I won't tell Rachel you ever thought of your old girlfriend, but there you <laughs> go. So I'm gonna fast forward just a little bit so we get a little meat of it with the cool riff, actually. That's a great lyric. Oh, yeah. I if know. I hurt you, I'd make wine tears. from your tears. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's so good. It's really good. So, Never Tear Us Apart. Fantastic song. I can give it a little bit more. Let's give it just a little take. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
I was Lots standing. Of good lyrics there. You were there. Two worlds collided. That's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> that's a good song. We okay. all have wings, but some of us don't know why. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, what's the last? Yeah, last one is title track "Kick." Kick. Uh, oh, okay. The horns sound giant. It's just a good up energy rock song. Yeah, the synth hook is good on this. Mm. The verse I don't necessarily like. The yeah, chorus is crazy good. Yeah, I mean, that's the case with a lot of songs of theirs, actually, for me. But Yeah. Big horns. This sex solo is brought to you by Kick. So good. <laughs> Anyway, that's Kick. Yep. Uh, another good song. The only other... There's two songs I want to talk about yet on Kick that I didn't put on my list. One is Guns in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... I, I find myself a lot of times when I listen to albums that I listen to a lot, I'm, I'm still the old school, especially when I first got Kick. I listened to Cassette Side. And mm-hmm. the first song I always hit was Guns in the Sky, because it was the first one, right? Yeah, opener. And there was New Sensation, Devil Inside, Need You Tonight, and Mediate. So it's kind of like, I'm listening to that a lot. And the Guns in the Sky, you know, I don't know politically what it's about, but I just want to give it a couple seconds here. It's really good. Yeah, good it, percussive kind of drum. And and then we got the, yeah, it's it's good. So here we go. <laughs> and you got to tell me those lyrics are awesome right there, right? <laughs> Right there, that's awesome. But that's like a driving, like hook thing. Yep. And then he comes in with this. You got to start moving when you hear this stuff. You got to start moving. Yep. It's all good. All right. Oh, and the one song that I just want to talk briefly about, because it's the only song on this album I don't like, which is Tiny Daggers. Which one's that? The last song on the album. That's probably why I can't you, think you of never it right got now. to it. I'd probably flip. Do you want to give me? A, I'll, I'll give you a couple songs. Yeah, begrudgingly of, of tiny daggers. Oh yeah. All right. This song tiny belongs da- on one of the old albums. Tiny why. daggers is the reason that this isn't the best album. For me. <laughs> but I love this album. This every song on this is fantastic, guys. And mm-hmm. I know you're probably never going to hear this, but. Dude, so good. And all the stuff you guys did, so good. Anyway, uh, next, X. You go for it. Okay, Suicide Blonde. Yep, that's on my list. Uh, it goes without saying. Yep. Uh, it's such a good song, and it's all about a color of a hair dye. You know, that when you start going... I think he also wrote it about a possibly a girl at the time. Yeah. Crazy girl, but yeah. Yeah. But the, and I love the harmonica It's like, part. why would you go Suicide Blonde? You know, the, the, yeah, the, the, full on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Charlie Musselwhite who played the harmonica. I think it was like a sample or something, okay. but he's a, a good blues guy. I listen to him a lot, yeah, too. Kirk did some sax on there, too, right? I think there is, too. Yeah, yeah. And I think they originally wrote the, um, this is some like Wikipedia stuff, playing that harmonica part on the keys first, and then they 
kind of reached out to that Charlie Musselwhite guy to to do the harmonica on it, but it was originally written, I think, on the keyboard. So let's get a little bit of Suicide Blonde. You guys should know it. I'm going to maybe jump to the middle a little bit. You got to get the beginning of it. (laughs) Okay, we'll start from the beginning. You got a death wish. Okay, now I'm going to just jump. I was about to do it. I'm going to jump to the middle. You cut off the harmonica. (laughs) Sorry, I cut the harmonica off. You want me to go back? It might happen. I hate this time limit thing. Uh, But yeah, that's (laughs) that's, uh, Suicide Blonde. And once again, listen to... We have these... We're putting together these Spotify lists. They have all of our songs on it. Take a second. There's a link. I have it on the Facebook. I have it on pretty much everywhere when we put these these uh, podcasts out. Uh, we have it on our uh, DirtyDozenPodcast.com where we we put our notes out every week. Just go check it. Click it. And even if you're watching the episode, click on it there and you can follow along with us. It's 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 good. And then you give all of the credit and they get their plays for NXS. Mm-hmm. It's not touring anymore, so they need every play they can get. So please go and do that and stream it and, or buy their albums even even better. Uh, I own most of their albums anyway. <laughs> so uh, I own all their albums, I think. Uh, I don't think I own Underneath the Colors. But I don't think we played <laughs> anything from there, so it's okay. You know, obviously listen to it on Spotify, so. Yep. They got every penny, the the 0.0003 cents for every play that, every I, play. that they did. Uh, anything else on X? Uh, nothing made my cut. I mean, my top 12. I did have some, a couple songs, honorable mentions, but yeah. Okay, what was, list. yeah, I had uh, like, like the ones I liked on it were Disappear. Yeah, same here. Uh, By My Side, oh, uh, which was kind of, eh. Yeah, uh, but it was kind of a Beatles-esque kind of intro type of thing. Bitter Tears. Yeah, Bitter Tears is the other one. I and could. the Stairs. That's another one. If you haven't listened to it, yeah, that is a good one actually. That you kind of—it's mm-hmm. one of those that the vocal push and everything mm-hmm. just kind of—it's it's good, and you just every time you listen to it, it comes better. Okay, next, welcome to wherever you are. Anything? Uh, no. Although I liked it because there's more. It was like you talked about that grunge was coming out around this time. There was more, you could tell it was influencing the sound, more distortion on the guitars, more rock sound, but also had the dance feel to it. Um, I have one song on there. Okay, well, what's it? Taste It. Yeah. I like that one. Sexy Dance Groove kind of has. And I almost put it on there. Yeah, it has like the climbing chords. Mm -hmm. I mean, to to taste it. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. uh, Vocal performance is amazing. And. A little Kurt goodness here. Anyway, let's taste it. Uh, it's good stuff. Okay, uh, Full Moon Dirty Hearts. Mm-hmm. Did you put the gift on there? I did put the gift. Did yeah. you? Oh, I was going cheers. to, and and I'll tell. I did not. You didn't. Oh. It did not make my list. Boo. It was one of those ones. I have four that was kind of on the fringe, and that yeah. was one of them. And I'll tell you why. I didn't, and then you tell me why I'm wrong and I should have put it on. It, the t- darker tone was mm-hmm. awesome. It had, like, a, more aggressive, and this yeah. is, like, with the grunge thing you were saying before. Right. But there was no payoff. 
this song, they never had that chorus that went with this awesome sort of groove. They kind of left on that same hook through the entire right, song. And if it, if they had a good chorus with this, not a, you know what I mean, a break from the from the from that that hook thing. The hook is amazing and it's great, and I loved it. And I was like, yes, 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 yeah. yes, and never getting that satisfaction of mm-hmm. you know getting finishing you know with, with a good yeah no, I, I feel like there. the album the album as a whole was kind of like uh lacking but this song was cool because like we're saying it was more raw gritty sound of 1993 whenever it came out um so the influence is obviously there from what was happening but was but as a whole the album definitely i mean if this, this is the only song really that that i pulled out from the album It almost has this sort of modern-day U2 feel. Yeah, you're right. Although it had that U2 sort of sound, it's still a dark, it's kind of gravelly. Yeah. And right, then that bass tone, it's just like, ah, yeah, it's heavy. Man, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it a little bit more. But it kind of keeps going like that, and that's my only problem with it. Yeah, no, it's true. But it's good, and it, but he sounds like Bono. This I know. This was my last minute edition because honestly, I had like ten or eleven songs, and then I was like, "What do I add here?" And I was like, "This is a good one," and it kind of took it from. I actually, I kind of and... with this with NXS, I had like I had up to twenty eight, and I couldn't, oh, and then I had a thirty two, and I kept <laughs> dropping it lower and dropping it lower because there's a lot of songs I really like by these guys. Yeah. And, and once you start digging in and you're like, I have to get to 12. <laughs> 12 is a hard number. It's 20. It is, 20 yeah. would have been simple. Sometimes 10 is easier than 12 too, which yeah. is the case for Right, because then it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we'll just take all the hits. Mm-hmm. And even all the hits. They have <clears throat> a solid 19 hits, 20 hits that are just there. Yeah. So, okay. The next one, which I have, is actually my favorite song by NXS. Wow. On the next album. Maybe we have the same uh, elegantly wasted. Yeah, that's my yes, pick. Just... Yeah, because I've this is my last one, so yeah. I'm spent. But yeah, yeah, you got some more. But I, I made sure because this one I remember when they came back, like you said, and uh, I was like, wow, this kind of reminds me of the Kick days. It had that cool groove, um, and he almost this album he kind of had a Mick Jaggery kind of approach vocally. But like you said that earlier, yeah. some songs remind you of the Stones. So yeah, the intro is killer. Everything, the vocals, the guitar, the verse, chorus. Yeah. Everything is amazing in this song, and let's talk about it as we listen to it. And you have that little cowbell. Yeah. I need a little more cowbell. <laughs> Before we start getting into this, they had this little groove. It wasn't that old like pad that they've been using yeah. before, and it's like more like live sort of goofy instruments. That's kind of remind like, me. It, it kind of reminded me of uh, Kick if it was more modernized. Yeah. That album. Yeah. Yeah. And the bass line. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Michael Hutchins. I mean, yeah. this is him at his sexy. At his best. <laughs> and it's it's weird. It's like 
I know they were dealing with all of the stuff and the decline. I, I was watching a uh, interview with them on, uh, I guess it was some like German station or something, mm-hmm. but it was in English. But they asked a question. This guy is like, "You last time you played two times ago, you played and it was twenty thousand people." Next time you played, it was 2,000 people. And now you're playing it for 100 people. How does it feel? Oh, Ouch. You know what I mean? I kind of felt bad. But he's like, hey, we're just putting it on the show. And hopefully like it. And hopefully this mm. changes. And obviously it didn't because he died shortly thereafter. Yeah, the this, last this album. Thing that came yeah. Out. yeah. Yeah. So here's a little bit more. I'm actually conducting as we're, we're playing. Yeah, you, so you, see you can't see room. it. I, this is when YouTube would be good, just for this one episode. <laughs> because you see us bopping around. I and told it's just like dancing. That, that whole, uh, dun, dun. I'm like, oh, <laughs> give me some more of that. <laughs> and that was like the chorus. That's, I mean, that, that was the verse. Yeah, we're that not was even the there verse. Yet. That's yeah. not even at the chorus. That was the verse. And here comes the It's payoff. awesome. Intro, awesome. Verse, awesome. Let's see, let's see if the chorus does it. <laughs> My guess is it does. And who doesn't want to be elegantly wasted? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a point when you're wasted in your life. Elegantly wasted is the way. That it's funny because I I had heard, and I don't know when you when you listen to these lyrics. Um, uh, this is the rumor that Hutchins had like this this beef with the Gallagher guys from Oasis. Oh, I thought the Gallagher guy, the guy was who was oh, the watermelon the guy, no, watermelons. But they said that um, I can't stand that in, guy. <laughs> he got me wet. I was in the front row. He the, didn't give me a poncho. Watermelon oh! chunks everywhere. <laughs> But apparently, if you listen in some of the lyrics, he says, I am better than Oasis. And yeah, and um, I mean, if you're listening for it, you could probably hear it. I don't know if it really is there. It's one of these like kind of rumors, but he uh, he had. Is there anything if you hear it backwards? And by the way, I've moved on to ale, by the way. It's a premium Australian ale. So. Yeah, green cans. But yeah, great tune. And that was uh, that was like, as far as I'm concerned, that's when NXS closed the chapter for me. Yeah, as I said, when you start coming back to the other thing, and like if you hear it on its own, the Switch stuff, they have some good stuff in it. I have two songs off of Switch, and that's why people may hate me. That's okay. <laughs> it kind of brought me from the uh, my second birth with NXS, and I had to identify it. And there's some good songs on there, people. Just two. And the first one was uh, Pretty Vegas off of Switch. And that was the one that he actually wrote on the show. And for me... It was just so much better. The people on the show, and granted, they're probably awesome musicians. And if you're listening, you're awesome musicians. And, you know, I wasn't there and I didn't have to write a song on the fly. But somebody took that same tune and wrote this song called Stop Go. Hmm. And it was really bad. It was like uh, something that Elmo would sing. You know what I mean? (laughs) At least it felt in my mind. And I was like, oh, it's awful. And then he was supposed to write a song with uh, these other two people. And... What they were writing, they wouldn't let him get in. Uh, he wanted to tell a story with it. They didn't want a part of it, so he said, oh, fine, you do what you want. Huh. I'll write on my own, and we won't win this prize, which they didn't. 
but he stood out and he said, because at the end it's like uh, Navarro went to him, uh, Dave Navarro was on mm-hmm. the show, and he goes, hey, you look kind of out. What's the deal? He goes, well, I didn't play. He goes, okay, you guys lost. <laughs> so yeah. Like, uh, uh, and but he's like, what did you write anyway? And he played it, huh. and this is the song he played, and he came up with oh, on the okay. fly on the show. So. I have to pause for just a quick second, but it's like, it's a story of, everybody's been, if you've ever been to Vegas or you understand what being in Vegas is like, and it's just well-written. Anyway. And it gets up to there and it's like building, it's building and building. And then of course, it's just killer. Here we go. It ain't pretty after the show. It ain't pretty when the pretty leaves you with nowhere to go. It's, it's yeah. all good. It's pretty good. But anyway, if you guys have not checked that out, and I, I, I imagine there's a lot of NXS fans who may have missed the Switch album. Because they're, and I understand you have your love affair with the singer, and <laughs> Michael Hutchins is an amazing singer, and I totally get that. But take a step back; these guys waited ten, almost ten years to come out with this. And uh, aside from the search for uh, for an artist, which I think at that point nobody was paying attention to them, so it allowed people to focus on it, like me, mm-hmm. come back into the the NXS family, if you will. And uh, it's really good. And there's one other song on the album, and it's really about both J.D. Fortune, who was the singer from like from 2003 to 2011, with on and off. He had a drug problem. He got it fixed out. He went actually from touring with NXS to when they took a break. He thought it was over, and he ended up living in the car, in his car, <laughs> and uh, with drugs issues and. He kind of got that all straightened out. Yeah, I had read that um, they wouldn't return his calls or something. He was like trying to figure out what was going on. In the... It was it was this big <clears throat> confusion. and mm. It was just they weren't writing another album. Mm. And they were taking a break from touring. And they weren't communicating well. As so, And they did this other side thing that the, he wasn't involved with. But they looked at him as a contract vocalist. Yeah. Right. But but he was their contract. He was their main singer still on their webpage. And he ended up getting back with them and... Have been playing for another six years. Is that when they were him. doing? Um, there was like a, a tribute. What was it called Original Sin or something? There was an album they did with a bunch of guest vocalists yeah. that I I didn't like actually too much. I listened to it the other day, um, trying to remember some of the vocal like the. But guy JD was on Matchbox it. He, he, he did oh, he one, of the, one of the ones. On yeah. There. The problem is I listened to each song and I'm like, yeah, but this isn't. This is a Michael song and right. it's not him singing it. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. The other song that I had, my last song, is called Afterglow. And it's really a story about JD being in Michael's Afterglow. It's also a song about in excess playing in the Afterglow of Michael. (laughs) 
has a really kind of cool intro and it's like it's mellow it's starting to get you into it and the drive i just want you to hear some of the lyrics so i'm, I'm making sure we talk about the intro <laughs> a little bit so here we go But JD, I tell you what, he has a good voice. He really does. He's playing with, I think, uh, Billy Sheehan and uh, a couple of people now. Wow. And uh, wow, I didn't know he, that. yeah, he's playing in this band called The Fell. Hmm. He just it was just announced uh, earlier this year that they were going in the studio. So I don't think they're actually out with it, or I don't know if it fell apart or what. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. So uh, Michael Crompass and uh, Randy Cook on drums. No, I I Billy Sheehan's the only Billy name Sheen, I yeah, know. Obviously, he's the, he's the big name. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, let's hear a little bit more. They try to make it sound like a woman that you're talking about in this, but you can tell it's really about something much deeper. Not that women are, that it wasn't deeper, but it's just, <laughs> here is the chorus. It's it's great. Mm. Now you have to hear the payoff here. So here it comes. He reminds me of Bono a little bit at some parts mm. of that, where he'll go. He goes into some high notes out of that in your afterglow, and the in your afterglow. You know, he starts going up high later on. But it's really some good stuff. A lot of the album is miss. No fairness, right? But there's a couple like gems in there. Yeah, so. it's yeah. I definitely want to check it out, and I had intended to, but I'm gonna. Yeah, I know it's 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 easy to be like, oh, Michael wasn't in it, so I don't have to listen to it, and I'm cool with that. And yeah. I understand where everybody's coming from with we that. We just had to set it apart as a different uh, different band. It just happened to be the way I came at it, mm-hmm. and the way that In Excess came into my life, then went out of my life, and then came back into mm-hmm. my life. Well, you know, I don't know if you ever heard Michael Hutchins had a solo album, and I think it was before Elegantly Wasted came out. Yeah, well, he did the Max Q thing. What's that? He worked with some uh, some new age musicians, uh-huh. and he actually put out an album. Yeah, before Elegantly Wasted. Yeah, that, that might be the same one. I listened. And, to and then he did a solo album during Elegantly Wasted with that never actually got released. Or maybe oh, okay. it got released post. There's one on or... on Spotify. I actually listened to it a month or two ago. That um, I, for the first time listened to it. I was like, wow, this is really good. It's all, it's all kind of, the stuff that he was supposed to. It's all to, him. Yeah, it's the his stuff name that was supposed it. to be released. The one he sings with Bono, and he sings with a couple people on that. I don't know. I'd have to go back and see. Yeah, yeah. I think because I think he had like guest uh, people oh, singing okay. on that album with him, but it was his solo thing, and and. They were all fighting. It's it was it was a hard deal. Like what I was telling before, going from ten thousand to or twenty thousand to two thousand to a hundred. Uh, yeah. You know, when you go down that, you fall off that cliff. At a certain point, you realize that maybe 
he needed to step away and you know and then he happened to pass away during that and, and with all our stuff with the custody with his kid and and uh, I, with I mean, Golgoff and yeah he, and did he, you know he, he, he called him right before he died yeah and it, they had some sort of argument or something with uh what's his is that his name lily yeah tiger lily or something tiger yeah. Lily, yeah. but even before that <clears throat> this is something i recently learned too that he had lost his his sense of taste and smell um, so yeah, I mean, for a guy who was probably pretty sensational and, uh, experience driven, that was probably a big, yeah, that happened, I think in, uh, right after wherever, you, welcome wherever you are or right around there. And he started, yeah. I saw a documentary on it and it was on Australian TV and he just like tapped this taxi as it went by and, mm-hmm. and the guy got pissed. He turned around and he got belted by yeah, the taxi him, driver. Right? Yeah, and he fell and he hit his head on the concrete. Yep. And then he waited a couple days, which it wasn't in the, wasn't in the thing. Uh, and he lost his uh, taste, uh, a lot of his taste buds, mm-hmm. and all of his smell. Yep. And he started, he used to be a fun loving guy and just happy drunk. Yeah, he happy got a little everything. bit angry, right? And he was a point, super yeah. angry guy. Yeah. Uh, so it he, just makes you wonder if that kind of was leading up to the demise. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to take his kids over to Australia, and they were planning on coming there, and, and Geldof's kids, mm-hmm. who was married to, you know, with his ex, or yeah. soon-to-be ex, they were yeah. still going through the divorce, and he's like, hey, I just, he was planning on coming out to, you know, Australia, and then he got on the phone with Bob, he's like, please, just let them come out for this weekend, and and Bob was not having a part of it, because this is the guy who stole his wife, mm. and they got yelling, and next thing you know, he hung himself. Yep. And I know, you know, you can get down on a lot of stuff and it's so stupid. But whether or not he hung himself intentionally or he was doing some sort of thing like uh, Chris Cornell allegedly did and that sort of stuff, I don't know. That seems to be what most people think Mm -hmm. and most people close to the band think. So I will go with that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, That he was trying to escape but not trying to die. So So we'll see. Uh, So in excess... Awesome band, get into it if you haven't, if you're one of these rock people who never really wanted to taste in excess because you thought it was not cool or something. <laughs> well, you're not stuff. cool. That's right. <laughs> Darn straight. Because they're not a guilty pleasure, they're just a pleasure. They're a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if you enjoy some Foster's Ale with it. <laughs> it makes a little more of a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Uh, so thank you again for joining us uh, on a Dirty Dozen podcast. Um, wanted to talk to you a little bit about next week. Jake and I were talking and we're like, we've been kind of skirting around some big bands that we didn't want to touch. Let's touch them. So, <laughs> uh, Jake, do you want to tell them the band... The small little band out of England town that we're going to be discussing next week. Oh, are we doing Zeppelin? I don't remember what we decided. Oh, is it, was Zeppelin? That's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Uh, yeah, Jimmy be, Page and company. Uh, yeah. We're going to be talking it'll about It'll be easy and hard at the same time just to try and... Uh, I mean, there's so much good material there. But... Guaranteed to piss somebody off. Yeah. Because... And make some happy. If you can... Take an entire Led Zeppelin catalog. To 12 songs. <laughs> to 12 songs. Yeah. And and all 12 of them be Stairway to Heaven. You're going to piss somebody <laughs> off. <laughs> Which it won't be, don't worry. Uh, but it's a lot to do. And I know that your song is not going to be on there. So <laughs> talk to us about In Excess this week. Uh, feel free to post on our 
our website or yeah. on Facebook, our Facebook page. Talk to us about what songs we missed, and I can't believe you didn't put this on. Yeah, We'd love to talk to you about And for Zeppelin, I know next in two weeks from now, uh, you're going to be not happy with what we chose. <laughs> because it's pretty easy not to be happy because they're with a band that has that many hits. So thank you again. <laughs> uh, have a wonderful two weeks, and we'll see you again. God bless. Bye.